You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, Episode 52. In today's show, you're going to hear all about the pain-relieving and inflammation-reducing power of trauma oil, an incredible carrier that I guarantee you're going to want in your first aid kit if it isn't there already. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, friends. Liz Fulcher here, and I just want to thank all of you who reached out after last week's episode, number 51. Thank you so much for your kind words about the, well, about a lot of things, about the new website that I made for the podcast, aromaticwisdompodcast.com, and your support of the Aromatic Wisdom Patreon page. And this week, I want to give a special shout out to two new patrons, Molly and Jim. I felt deeply encouraged and uplifted, so thank you very much. The addition of Patreon, in case you haven't heard the last episode yet, it's designed to support the podcast production so that I can spend more time actually creating the content that you guys want to hear. There are two tiers on my Patreon page. The first is called Friends of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, and that is a dollar a month. And my insider's tier is $5 a month. And with that, you'll get a bonus episode every month, as well as other bonuses that my insiders would like me to give them in in that tier. For the month of September 2022, the bonus episode is all about RLS, restless leg syndrome, the essential oils that can help. And I'll be really focusing on one specific chemical family and the chemistry of the oils and how come they can help restless leg syndrome. That link again is patreon.com forward slash aromatic wisdom. All righty, let's talk about trauma oil and why everyone should have a bottle in their first aid kit. True to form, I'm going to start with a definition. What is trauma oil? Trauma oil, quite simply, is a blend of three organic botanicals, that have been infused in a carrier oil, and it's usually organic olive oil. The three botanicals are the flowers of the calendula plant, calendula officinalis, the flowers of St. John's wort, hypercium perforatum, and the flowers of the arnica plant, arnica montata. The Powerful properties in trauma oil are really due to this combination of herbs. And actually, maybe we need to do a second definition. Let's talk about what is an infused oil. An infusion, this is literally from the dictionary. An infusion is a drink, remedy, or extract prepared by soaking the leaves of a plant or herb in liquid. End of quote. So if you've ever made a cup of tea, you've made a tea infusion or sun tea where you've taken a jar and put water in it and put tea bags or loose tea in it, put out in the sunshine, that is an infusion. So an infused oil is a carrier, usually olive oil, but not always, but usually olive oil that 
has held herbs or flowers in a jar that allows all the rich goodness from the plant to infuse into that oil. There are a lot of different ways to make an infusion. If you hear, let's see, if you hear the term that it's uh, twice infused or three times infused, they've just taken out the plant material when they felt it was exhausted and put in fresh. I'll actually be talking in a minute about how to make your own infused trauma oil. But just jumping back to the definition, so the oil that results from this infusion and contains the medicinal properties of the plant is an infused oil. What's remarkable about trauma oil is it can be used alone as a healer. It is so powerful. However, if you add essential oils to it, you've doubling the therapeutic benefits. You can also take this oil and use it as the base for a salve or an ointment. Again, you've got an incredible healing product. So where if you've got a healing essential oil and you take, let's say, jojoba and you make a salve, that's one product and it's got a certain strength and that's great. But if instead of jojoba oil, you add the therapeutic properties of um, trauma oil to make a salve, it's, it's quite remarkable. Remember when you make a product, trauma oil, whether it be liquid as a base for, say, massage or as the base for a salve or ointment, remember that not only does it increase the therapeutic value of the product, but it increases the economic value. It increases the, the monetary value. So people are getting a lot of bang for their buck. Make sure that you are pricing them uh, appropriately. Let's have a look at the three plants that are used in making trauma oil. Organic calendula flower is all about the skin. Calendula and the skin are best of friends. It's fabulous for dry and damaged skin. If you have any kind of irritation, rashes, even like diaper rash, skin uh, inflammations, chapping, Calendula flower is, is what you want, and having it in this blend makes trauma oil, therefore, a friend of the skin. Arnica flower is the next botanical. Arnica has long been famous for injuries, for sprains in particular, bruises and swelling, physical trauma like that. That is also fabulous to reduce the bruises, pain, and swelling as part of this trauma oil. And then the third flower, which is organic St. John's wort. They use just the flowering tops in making this blend. That's highly anti-inflammatory. That's another great one for bruises and burns. Uh, any kind of nerve pain. I actually use trauma oil for sciatic pain because that's a nerve pain. So anytime you've got sciatica, nerve pain, anything like that, St. John's wort is a great remedy. So that's a third fabulous element in this trauma oil. So what kind of things does trauma oil help with? What doesn't it help with? Now, I will say it's best not to use it on open wounds. Save the trauma oil for those anything that's on top of the skin. It is great for muscular aches and pains, strains, for joint pain. If you've got inflammation of the joints, if you're a weekend warrior and you've worked out too hard or you've suddenly taken up a sport, you're rowing or biking and you're really sore, um, I'll go seasonal. It is September today in this month, <laughs> this month, not just today, it's September the whole month in Pennsylvania. 
People are starting to rake leaves. So you've got a whole lot of new activity that happens in the fall. So very often people get really sore in their shoulders and even in their hips when they start uh, doing a lot of yard work. Get out your trauma oil. It's great for that. I had a phone call today from a friend who said, I've got a pain. Uh, She has some sort of knee pain. And I said right away, go to the trauma oil. The other thing I said, just as a little aside, was don't add any essential oils yet. Start with just the trauma oil, and if that's enough, you don't even have to add the essential oils. If you feel like you still need to have a little bit more oomph in your blend, then go ahead and add an essential oil. This conversation is very similar to what I was saying in the last episode when I was talking about peppermint hydrosol, that if just the hydrosol works, great, then you don't even have to use your essential oils. The same thing with trauma. If trauma oil or any carrier does the trick... Start with the safest product first and then start to add your essential oils in after. Not because you don't want to use oils, but you want to always uh, be thinking about sustainability and safety. The aroma is, mm, I like it. It's very kind of sweet and light, sort of earthy, kind of what you would expect. And it also depends too on the olive oil has its own nutty aroma. So that will come through. I always like to give examples or tell stories about how I've used a product when I'm teaching about it. I've been working with aromatics for so long that I do have a plethora of stories. I was in a car accident about 10 years ago. I was driving my van. I was glad it wasn't a a smaller vehicle. I was crossing an intersection, a four-way intersection. I had the green light. The light turned green. I proceeded forward. I was right in the middle of the intersection when a car coming to my right did not see that they had the red light and never slowed down and just barreled right into the side of my van to my right. So it was the passenger side for those in the UK. I was not hit on the driver's side. It was hit on the passenger side. This car didn't even slow down. So it was a hard hit. I was T-boned, as they say. And I remember very little. I remember the airbag going off. I remember something, my legs moving. The car spun around in a circle and came to a stop. When the car came to a full stop, I immediately assessed. Nothing seems to be broken. I could move around. I did not have my shoes on. It blew my shoes right off my feet. I opened the door and I stepped outside. And of course, by now, there are a lot of people gathering. And one of the first things I remember was this friend of mine, Peggy, came running over. She said, Liz, I saw the whole thing. That guy just ran the red right and rammed right into the side of you. That gave me so much relief that somehow I knew that I wasn't at fault. I was walking around in bare feet and there was glass. And you know, so people immediately sort of came to my aid, called my friends, called my husband, and the ambulance came. Now, I said, I don't need an ambulance. I'm fine. I can walk around. It's always good to be, you know, to be careful, ma'am. So in they put me on a gurney. I don't think that's what it's called. Maybe a stretcher where they pick it up. I got to the ER. And when they examined me, they took off my jeans. And the doctor said, oh, my God, look at your knee. I did not feel it at all. My left knee was swollen like a football. So apparently what had happened, I can only assume at this point because I don't remember, that somehow when the car was went in motion and I was spinning, let's say I was spinning counterclockwise, that my left knee flew up and it probably hit the steering wheel. And you know, I had a, a, a big trauma to my knee. There was no blood. There was no um, gash or anything. It was simply swollen and it was 
deeply purple from about the bottom of my knee to the top. So they bandaged me up, sent me home. I could walk. I really wasn't in that much pain. And I got to tell you, I have never in my life experienced bruising as I had on my left knee. It was probably like that for a good month, easily. But what was remarkable was how the bruise spread from my knee all the way down to my toes and up halfway to the middle of my thigh. So I had this world record-breaking bruise in, in my world. It was just, it was, it was fascinating to see just how traumatized my leg was. And my knee, of course, was huge. And so what did I make? I, what do you think I used as my base? I, I did make my myself a massage blend with trauma oil. I did not dilute it with anything. Trauma oil is not cheap. And I have on occasion taken half trauma oil and half jojoba or half trauma and half fractionated coconut or half olive oil or something to extend it a bit if I feel I don't need it completely in the full strength. I used it full strength. I added helichrysum essential oil, which is like nobody's business. It's so great for bruises. German chamomile essential oil, which is also great for bruising and inflammation. Mm, one more. I think it was spike lavender for the camphor for pain. And I applied this blend up and down my leg every day, twice a day for weeks and weeks. When I went to see the doctor, a couple, I don't know, it was 10 days later or something, she was very impressed at how fast the bruising was healing. And I know 100% it was because of the blend. Now, in, the, in fairness to the product and this podcast episode, I never used the trauma oil in this accident without a essential oil. So it would be, have been interesting to see what just trauma would have done. But honestly, it healed. To this day, I still have a little bump, but my leg's fine. I walk fine. All right, let's move into something fun to talk about. How to make your own trauma oil. So you're going to need one, two, three, four, five ingredients, five th items. You'll need fresh plant material for each of the three flowers. And by fresh, I mean not dried. If you can pick it, wild harvest it yourself, that's best. You don't want anything that's been sprayed or has insecticide or anything on it. So you want fresh arnica, fresh St. John's wort flowering top, and fresh calendula flowers, not the stems and leaves, just the flowers. You want to get some olive oil, which like everything else, the best that you can find, it should be organic. It should be a cold pressed, first pressed olive oil. And then you need some sort of a jar. Now, let me say that there are two ways you can make trauma oil. One is you can have three separate jars of olive oil. And in one, you can put the calendula and the other the arnica and the other, the St. John's wort. In other words, three jars, three flowers. And then when they are done infusing and you re remove the plant material, you uh, just pour it all into one jar and you've got trauma oil. Or you can do my method, which is I got a big pickle jar that was empty and cleaned it out well and sterilized it. And I just smooshed all three of the plants into the pickle jar and covered it with olive oil. And that worked fine for me. I made my own my own trauma oil that way. I've read that it is better to do the separate infusions, and I can honestly say I don't know why. I'm absolutely open to know that if somebody knows why it's better to do the infusions separately and then 
combine the three infused oils to make trauma oil? How is that different than putting the three herbs in one jar? I don't know. I'm not an expert in infusion. I'm not even an expert in herbs. So, hey, if you know that, write me and let me know. If you go to aromaticwisdompodcast.com, there's a contact page up at the top and just hit that and talk to me. All right. So you have, whether you're doing three separate or one big one, you've got your plant material now sitting in the olive oil and it will need to sit for a good month, four to six weeks. I'm pretty sure I did mine six weeks. Now, in the past, when I've made calendula oil, for example, I did it in a quart jar, and I turned it upside down every couple of days. I don't remember if I did that with the pickle jar. I probably didn't, to be honest, because it was so big. But if you're using uh, infusing in smaller jars, turn them upside down every couple of days kind of keeps things mixed up. When the time has passed and you think it's ready to give birth to this new infused oil, get some cheesecloth, some netting, anything that is fine enough that the oil can go through it, but the plants stay in the jar and you want to turn it upside down, pour the oil into another, a clean jar and leave the the plant material behind. I did a blog post on how to make a calendula infusion and it's got a lot of photographs. I will put a link to that blog post in today's show notes, which you can find at aromaticwisdompodcast.com forward slash five two. Now, I feel I need to say something here. I have always been uncomfortable with the way everybody uses the term trauma oil. There's a company called Herb Farm, H-E-R-B-P-H-A-R-M, I think dot com, who has a bottle that says trauma oil with a little TM, a little trademark next to the word trauma oil. They also say that it is a proprietary blend. Now, my husband and I had a conversation about this. I said, how can the blend be proprietary when we all know what's in it? And he said, well, we don't know the proportions that they use. We don't know how long it infuses. And I thought, absolutely, he's right. So we don't know exactly the volume of botanicals. We don't know exactly how long they're letting them sit. We don't know exactly if it's in a warm room or a cold room. That's what would make it proprietary. However, the name trauma oil is also a proprietary blend. I'm sorry, is also proprietary name. I have a group on Facebook called the um, Aromatic Wisdom Institute Student Hub where graduates of my courses can are in there and we have conversations. And I actually asked them, does anyone know if trauma oil is truly a a proprietary name that no one else can use it? Because I've always told my students, if you make your own trauma oil, call it something else. Call it trauma care. Call it, call it somebody had trauma trio. Somebody else had anti-trauma oil. That's uh, still point aromatics. They sell something called anti-trauma oil. Anything that's not trauma oil. And yet, there are companies out there using the name trauma oil for the product that they make. One of my students, a very clever young man uh, named Trey, came back and he had actually Googled it and found out that trauma oil is a trademark with a serial number. It says, this trademark is owned by Promise Nutraceuticals, LLC. The trauma oil trademark is filed in the natural 
agricultural products category with the following description. And there's a long description of aromatic baths, gels, masks, and so forth. Therefore, I would say if you are making your own trauma oil, don't call it trauma oil. Find some other clever way of indicating that it is for trauma, just to be safe, just to protect yourself. There's a, a blend made by Young Living called Thieves that's very popular, and a lot of people have copied it or have made knockoffs of it and have called it everything from bandits to mountain robbers, again, with a play on the word thieves, uh, but not calling it thieves because that's a proprietary name. Again, I admit, I don't know if trauma oil, those two words, is a proprietary um, name, but I believe it is. And I'm going to go ahead and I'll put a link to where this trademark uh, and patent information is on the website so you can look it up. That will also be in the show notes. I would love to hear from anyone out there who's listening. If you know about trauma oil, if anyone else is making their own blend, if they can use that term. I have three really good recipes incorporate trauma oil in it for bruising, for pain, and I will add those to the show notes as well. There are a lot of places you can buy trauma oil. I'm going to put two links in the show notes. And I found a product on Amazon that's called Trauma Care, and its description is therapeutic herbal oil blend with calendula arnica and St. John's wort for soothing joint pain, muscle soreness, bruises, and ligament pain. It's another knockoff uh, copycat of trauma oil. I'll put a link to that in as well. And now, my friends, it's time to smell my life. If you're new to the podcast, Smell My Life is a little segment where every week I share some way in which I used aromatics in my real life. I've already shared quite a few today. I'll give you another one. I have been working at my computer a lot uh, with the website and with my work now being primarily digital. And all week, I've had a little diffuser next to me and I've been diffusing lemon oil. I have peppermint there as well, but I haven't felt like using it. The lemon just seemed to keep me alert and uplifted and happy and as focused as I could possibly be, which is a challenge, ADHD here. And I love it. It's just put me in such a good mood all week, just diffusing lemon um, while I'm working. You all have students out there. Maybe you want to get your diffuser and have lemon, lime, a tangerine, orange, one of those lovely citrus essential oils in the diffuser while your uh, student is doing homework or studying. Lemon would still be my first choice. Seems to me I read somewhere that in Japan they diffuse lemon to help workers to increase their productivity. I don't know where I read that. I may have dreamt it. Who knows? It's worked for me this week. I may have shared this one already because I do it frequently. When uh, dinner is over, the dishes are done, I like to keep the sink clean. I will take baking soda and sprinkle it throughout the sink. And then I will take a little bit of lemongrass essential oil, which is I love the way it makes the kitchen smell, and just randomly throw a couple of drops in there on the baking soda, add a little bit of water, and I have a sponge I use just for this, and just scrub the sink. And the graininess from the baking soda gets rid of any, I don't know, gunk or things sticking in the sink, and the lemongrass disinfects, and it smells amazing. Rinse the whole thing out. 
My stainless sink is shiny and the kitchen smells terrific. That's it for episode 52 of the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. Thank you again for sharing part of your day with me and for having me in your earbuds for a little bit. Until next time, friends, be happy and be well. 